Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Join Jessica Smith on The Like a Girl podcast, where she defies odds, shares inspiring stories, and empowers women to embrace their inner leaders. Tune in for a transformative journey. So I meet this guy and we're just casually dating and you know every time I think back to this relationship and when I first met him the signs were all there unfortunately I was not all there probably not the best place to meet a guy or exchange numbers with someone. I think we were some, we were on the west side of Chicago. We're stopping at a gas station and we see a couple of guys probably in a car if we if if we want to be stereotypical that most drug dealers are driving. Not always the case, but in this environment, thinking back then, pretty high chances. We start a conversation. We exchange numbers. We go out a couple of times. And again, the writing was on the wall. This isn't someone that you are probably going to have a bright future with. But I, you know, again, proceeded to casually date him something to do someone that likes me someone that wants me and you know I, I talk to my nieces about this all the time it's, it's it's just um I call it a spirit of thirst you're thirsty for what and it took me really way too long into my 30s therapy a lot of time spending a lot of time alone with God with just understanding who I am and what I'm worth but thinking back from the very beginning of the relationship all the signs were there Meanwhile, Jonathan is in Kentucky with his granny. I know there's no better place for him, but I still miss my baby. And so that's weighing heavy on me. The job is going good. I'm starting to like this telemarketing thing, not because it's fun, but because I'm good at it and I'm making money and pre people value and appreciate my contribution. So I'm really enjoying it, but I miss my baby. So I decide to 
take some time off and go down to Kentucky to see him. Now, I'm still in contact with my husband at the time, so we still talk. He's asking for forgiveness. He wants to make this marriage work. He wants to get our family back together. So I see him when I go to Kentucky. And all of this is like, okay, what what am I doing? I got to figure this out. I, I miss my baby. I want that family. I don't want to raise this kid by myself. So I'm staying with my one of my brothers now is living in Paducah. And I'm staying with him. And of course, I'm welcome to stay there. And between missing Jonathan, I have this dude in my ear like, hey, let's make this work. I'm sorry, things are going to be better. So I call my manager at the time. And I said, listen, I have decided that I'm just going to stay here. And so I've shared some things with her by this time. So she understands a little bit of my journey, but not everything. But she knows that I have, you know, a son that's in Kentucky and, and so on. So she says, she's just surprised. And she's like, are are you, you gotta be kidding me. And She's like, Mark is going to be, and Mark is, is the owner of the company. At that time, there was actually two Marks. One ran more of the customer service and the other, the sales. And she says, Mark's going to be so disappointed. He really likes you, and he really thought you had a bright future with the company. She said, what can we do to help you? We want to help you. What can we do to help you get you back here? This is a great opportunity for you and your future. What, what do we need to do? And I'm like, uh, I, I don't know. Um, well, the first thing is I, I, need, I need to find a place. I'm living with my sister and I can't, you know, bring my son back until I have my own place. And she says, listen, take a few days but come back. Don't run away. That is what you've been doing for a long time. Don't run away any longer. Come back and we will help you. I left that call and I just I just remember feeling that she was genuine and she really wanted to help. Now, I can't lie. I come from, you know, a place where we had this thought. Maybe it was instilled. I don't know where it came from, but you just don't trust white people. There, I said it. That's just what it was. So that was my first thought, but my gut and my instinct said, 
you can trust her. She really wants to help. Now, was there not a business side to this that they really saw something in me and they knew that the business would be better with me than without me? Sure, that's okay. But I just felt in her voice that she was genuine and there wasn't a lot of people that I felt outside of my family that had ever just held out their hand for me. And I was just so grateful. And I remember praying that night and it was probably when I first started my visualization. And I started visualizing me working, me having my own apartment, Jonathan being there. I just started thinking and actually seeing it and imagining it. And as a kid, I I always had a really good imagination. And this is where I really started my journey in understanding the power of visualization. So I went back. I headed back. I wanted to take them up on the offer to help me. So I returned to Chicago, returned to work, and I remember sitting down with my manager and the owner of the company. Now, this was a small franchise. The two owners of the company, they were probably only a year and a half into their business but very smart businessmen. To this day, smartest businessmen I know. One of them came from pharmaceutical sales for Pfizer, did his MBA at Kellogg, comes from a great middle-class family. And the other one worked for Anderson Consulting. Didn't come from the best family, but got your traditional education, and both of them were good businessmen, smart smart businessmen. And I remember Mark and Jenny sitting down with me, and I had learned by this time to always have a pen and paper, always take notes. So I'm sitting there with my pen and paper, and they're like, all right, we're going to set some goals. You want to get your own place. You want Jonathan with you. You need a car. Here's all the things that you need to do. And I learned about SMART goals. And everything needed to be measurable. Everything needed to be realistic. I had to write everything down. And there needed to be a time associated with everything. And I carried that. I, I To this day, that is how I set goals around my entire life. And I learned that that day. And they said, we are going to hold you accountable. 
And that right there is really the secret sauce to goal setting. We will hold you accountable. We all need accountability. So we set up a plan and we figured out how much money I would need to make and how much commission I would need to make and basically just reversed engineered from that number how I would get there. How many days I had to work, how many calls I had to make, what my close ratio needed to be, all of those things. And there was a gap there. So Jenny, she's the manager at the time, her and her husband run the sales team. So they manage both the call center and the sales team. Great salespeople, top performers. And so they offer basically to mentor me. We didn't call it that back then, but that's what was happening. These people were mentoring me. They were sewing into me. They were giving me information I did not have. They were teaching me. And I was, I was there for it. I was coachable. I wanted to learn. I was hungry. I knew for a long time that there had to be a better way. And for the first time, I was seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. So they offered to let me clean their house so I can make some extra money. Now, I know some of you are making faces already, but hey, back then, that was better than selling dime bags on the corner, right? It was an honest way to make extra money and they were paying me cash. So I established a closer relationship with them by going to their house, cleaning their house. They were paying me cash to do, you know, odd jobs here or there. And during that time, I established a side relationship with the husband. And not, I shouldn't have said it that way, but not the kind you're probably thinking of. He wasn't my type. I established a relationship with him that he assumed because of where I lived and where I was from that I knew where to get drugs. Well, he was right. I knew where to get drugs. And he approached me one day and, you know, how these conversations go. They throw something out there to see if you'll bite. And the first couple of times, I thought it was a test, so I didn't bite. Again, I'm not really trusting him totally at this point. One conversation led to another, and he finally just asked. And I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where you can get anything. And, and so... I thought about it and I'm like, man, I, I don't want to fail if this is a test. 
And if it's not a test, I don't want, I, I just don't want to be involved. Well, eventually I got involved and I showed him where he can get the drugs. And once he was exposed, he kind of went, went on his own. I didn't really want to have anything to do with it. But I knew what he was doing. And of course, I wasn't going to tell his wife that wasn't my place. And at this point, I don't even know that I would say we were friends. She would probably say we were friends, but for me, I think she was my boss first. She was my mentor second. And maybe later, she became a friend. And today, I call her a friend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's like this guy is living a double life. I know about it, but I've kind of turned my head. I don't want to see. I don't want to know. Well, you know that saying, all things in the dark always come to a light. And I think what ended up happening is we hired a girl on our sales team and she was a Filipino girl, very pretty, very exotic looking, you know, cute shape. And I noticed the husband noticing her a lot and he would make comments, conversations. Now I don't know for sure if he eventually made a pass at her, but things kind of went sideways between the two of them. And she knew that he was one of the managers and she didn't like him. He didn't like her. I want to say ultimately what ended up happening is someone keyed her car and she assumed it was him. She really didn't have any other enemies in the office She was a great sales person and a great young lady. No one would have any reason to do that. So she had filed an informal complaint a while before that. And ultimately what it boiled down to is that the owners had a difficult decision to make. And they came to me and said, listen, I know that you are close with them. This is what's going on. And this is our position. And if he is really harassing her, we have to do something about it. But this husband and wife duo basically run this business for these guys. I mean, they do everything. And the business is successful. And of course, it 
looks like it's successful because of them. So I shared what I thought, which was he could very well be doing that. And they were like, well, here's the thing. We, we have to let him go. He has been warned numerous times, and it, obviously he just feels like he could do whatever the hell he wants. So we're going to have to let him go. Do you think that she will leave too? And I said, well, I mean, that is, that is her husband. And they asked, well, yeah, but do you really think that he is the husband that she thinks he is? Because everybody knew that they, they kind of didn't match. She was just super nice and, you know, very conservative. And he just was the complete opposite. Like, you can tell he was a fast talker, probably not a guy you would trust after a conversation. So I think that the owners knew that he wasn't an all-around great person, but that was her husband. And so they asked, do you know anything about him that might help her make a decision on whether or not she will stay or just let him go. So I said, no, I, 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 don't, I don't know anything. Well, one thing led to another. He had a very threatening conversation with the young woman and it got to the point where I said, well, here's the thing. This is what I know. This is what has occurred. I really don't know what he does, but there's probably some truth to he's not the most honest guy and there's a part of him that she doesn't know. So I can't recall if he did some more digging or if, he hired someone or a private event. I can't recall exactly what happened, but the bottom line is they confronted her separately and said, listen, here are some things about your husband you may not know. We're letting him go. We would love for you to stay. But if you're going to lose your whole job and your career and your future over this guy, then you here's some things that you may want to know. Well, unfortunately, she thought that myself and the owners, it was a big conspiracy against her husband and it was all lies and nothing was true. So she leaves with her husband. They go on to work at many other locations of the same company. And over the years, she eventually figures out that he was the guy that we told her that he was. 
and they would eventually part ways. But I tell this story because this is where I fell into a leadership role. I think there was a part of, or I know there was a part of the owner that really hoped that she would have stayed because even though they were very hands-on their business, this was a new business. In their first couple years of being in business, there was a lot going on. There was a lot to do. Business was good. And the two people who pretty much ran the show are now gone overnight. Now, at the same time, the two owners that um, were also not just business partners, but life partners were in the midst of rocky times in their relationship. So it was really a hot mess at the workplace at at this point. And they're like, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. I don't know where this is. I don't know where that is. And I'm in the room when these conversations are being had. And I said, listen, don't worry. I got your back. And they're looking at me like, what? Like, what do you know? I know how to do this. I know how to do this. I know how to do that. I can do this. Um, I got you. And they were like, how do you... How do you know all that? Because I watch everything. I pay attention. I observe. I absorb. And she was teaching me a lot of things too because she was grooming me to be a leader. She was my mentor. So here I was. with the owners, showing them how I can just pick up. And no, I couldn't replace these two people overnight, but they were not only surprised, but impressed by what I knew. Now, meanwhile, I am casually dating this new guy, I'm still having conversations with my husband. I have my own place. I found a basement apartment one block over from my sister's. I'm paying 500 bucks a month to live in this basement apartment. Hey, it was decent. It was mine. No one else's. I'm not sleeping on someone's sofa. It was all mine. I'm responsible for paying the bills myself. So this was this was a big deal. This was a a turning point for me. And I'm excited and I'm thankful. And I remember when I first realized that this job could be a good opportunity, 
all of those prayers asking God, if you would just give me one shot. I said the same prayer millions and millions and millions of times. When I did things that I am not proud of because I had to have diapers and baby food and whether it was stealing or lying or manipulate, I just remember one, always asking for forgiveness and just asking God, Lord, if you just give me one shot, just one shot to make an honest living where I can just work hard. I do not have to lie, cheat, or steal. Just give me one shot. I will never look back. I will live my best life with honesty, with integrity, just give me one shot. And I knew this was my shot. By this time, I'm sitting there. I remember the entire basement being empty. I had no furniture. I was on my knees. I was crying. I was bawling with a heart full of gratefulness, thanking God for answering my prayer. Finally, I have a shot. And I promised to never look back. And I didn't. I wanted to do more. I knew how to set goals. And I wrote them down. I had notebooks all over the house with my dreams just written out. I wanted to lead people in the call center. I wanted to be a salesperson. I wanted to make enough money, not just to take care of myself, but to take care of other people. And I had a clear path. I had a vision. I don't know how long... I stayed on my knees just thanking God. It felt like I was there for many, many hours. I'm sure it felt longer than it was. But there was a burden lifted, and I knew that it was in my control to do the best that I could, to work hard for what I wanted to earn everything. And I believed in myself. But I believed in me because they believed in me. Thank you for tuning in to another insightful episode of Lead Like a Girl. We hope you found today's podcast valuable. If you enjoyed our podcast, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on your preferred platform. Your feedback is crucial in helping us continue to provide high-quality content. If you found the content inspiring, we would like to encourage you to share this podcast with your network. Stay tuned for more inspiring stories and leadership insights on Lead Like a Girl. Until next time, lead with passion and purpose.